Hi, I'm Brad Zimmerman, and today is day 60, the final verses in the book of John. So congratulations, you made it. If you missed a few days or a couple weeks here or there, it's okay. I think it's awesome that you have joined us and walked through the book of John together. It has been a great ride. And today we're going to finish up by reading the final verses, John 21, 15 through 25. So let's jump on in. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt by Jesus asking this question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you to where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during the supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This disciple is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here. And we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things, and if they were all written down, I suppose the whole world would not contain the books that would be written. There is a lot we could unpack here. We could talk about how Peter had previously denied Jesus, and now when Jesus returns and talks to Peter, he asks him not once, not twice, but a very purposeful three times if he loves Jesus. Jesus was not only acknowledging that Peter did deny him three times, just like Jesus said he would, but he was giving him a chance to repair his mistake by confessing his love to Jesus three times. Jesus didn't ask Peter, are you sorry, nor will you promise to never do that again? Jesus challenged Peter to love. In the midst of all of this, Jesus is pointing Peter back towards mission, back towards the ultimate goal, to feed my sheep. We could also talk about how Jesus correctly predicts Peter's death. Jesus promises Peter that his life will end in utter faithfulness, that in the end, Peter will make a faithful stand for Jesus and be crucified, but continues to remind Peter to follow him. Or we could discuss how in the midst of Jesus' challenge to Peter, Peter deflects and starts asking questions about John. Jesus responds in verse 22 saying, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. Jesus was telling Peter that, and all of us that instead of worrying about what he will do or is doing for other Christians around us, our focus should be on his command for each of us to follow him. 
Now, that final command Jesus gives to follow him leads us to the final two verses in John that I want to spend a moment reflecting on. Verses 24 and 25. This disciple, John, is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here. And we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things. And if they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. When I read that last verse, it took me back through the time together in this devotional. We have heard account after account of how Jesus is still doing miracles and changing hearts and lives today. Not just back then in the book, but today. I think of Gwen's account in our first week. Gwen talked about how Jesus knows each of us by our name and that we should find our identity in Christ. She pointed out how easy it is to take on the lies of this world that we are worthless, unlovable, or a failure. Instead, we need to take on Jesus' truth and see that we are chosen, accepted, and worthy. Or what about Ed's account of separation and eventually a divorce that was filled with anger, brokenness, and selfishness? Through these painful times, he started growing in his belief in Jesus, trying to do all of the right things. But Ed learned that Jesus calls us not just to do the work of God, but that we need to believe in the one he sent. And that transformed who Ed is today. And we heard Carla share about the loss of her father and how she wrestled with God and started struggling with expectations and control. And then at a women's conference, God used a passage from the book of John to get Carla's attention. God was speaking to her, reminding her that he loved her. From that situation, her eyes were open and she gave up control and surrendered to God's plan. We saw Kristen's account of doubting God, but learning that it's okay to have doubts in your journey because even when you have doubt, God can still show up in big ways. In Chad's account of trying to hide his own personal struggles to save his reputation, but ultimately realizing that he needs to bring it to the light so that God can change him. Or Andrea's account of how she didn't think they'd be able to pay their bills after moving and not having much work, but even after the holidays, God was their provider and provided everything they needed to pay every bill. Christine's account was of believing in God, but still having questions, moments of unbelief, wanting to know and understand more so that she could more fully believe in him. John's account was of feeling helpless when his kids were sick and in pain, much like the government official in John 4, and thinking that his faith may not have been enough to heal them. But John recognized that his faith is not a set amount. It grows as he grows in trusting in God. Christian talked about the loss of a friend to a battle with cancer at a young age. And through that tragedy, through the tears, the anger, and mourning, God moved in his life. And he learned to pursue God even in the grief and valleys. Jeff shared about his divorce and shame. But in the midst of that brokenness, Jeff found a spouse, friends, a faith family, and most importantly, a God that time and time again looked beyond his past and accepted him for who he is today. We could share Vicky's account, or Troy's, or Gail's, Steve or Zach's, Brandy's or another Steve's, Daryl's or Laura's, Jeff or Jesse's, Grace or yet another Steve's, Larry's or Tracy's, Russ or mine. My account would include things like Jesus' faithfulness, even when I feel inherently broken, like I was made wrong, or my utter failings when I feel like I do things that are unforgivable. God has forgiven me. He's built me up 
and use me in ways that I could never have dreamed of, never have hoped for. These are all accounts of how Jesus is still working today. And like John says in the very last verse, the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. As I listened to these devotionals and thought about the amazing and powerful ways that God has moved in our lives, I've been brought to tears over and over again. God is so good. And I am so thankful for everyone who has shared. If you believe in Jesus, your story is a part of that whole world uncontainable story that is still being written today. So, You've heard these accounts of Jesus from the book of John and from Watermarker's lives um, today for one reason, so that you may believe. The whole book of John can be summarized by John 20, 31. But these are written so that you may continue to believe Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. Now, over and over again, the question has been asked at the end of these podcasts, how is God getting your attention and what are you going to do about it? These accounts are how God has been getting our attention. How has God been getting yours? Think through yesterday, this week, this month or year. What moments do you feel like God is trying to get your attention with? It could be something huge like a divorce, a death, a financial issue, your kids, or your job. Or it could be something simple like a text message, an interaction at a store, a line from a movie, or a moment in nature. God is trying to get your attention. But when he does, we need to recognize it and respond. Here are a couple ideas of how I think you could respond today. Maybe you need to share your account of Jesus working in your life. You might not think your account is a big deal or worth sharing, but when you share your account, it encourages all of us in our belief, just like you've been encouraged through this devotional podcast. Watermark has this next step page on wm.church that you can sign up to share your story. So if you feel like God is prompting you, then please let us know. We want to hear your account of God's uh, work in your life. We want to be encouraged by your story, your account. The other way you could respond is maybe you need to take a step in belief. You may still have questions or doubts, and that's okay. You heard stories of people who still have doubts and still have questions. But that doesn't need to stop you from taking a step towards Jesus. On that same next step page on wm.church, you can say that you're interested in following Jesus or getting into a group to grow more. Don't miss this opportunity to believe. Those are a few ways I think you could respond today, but you really need to answer this question for yourself. How is God getting your attention through all of this, and how are you actually going to respond to it? Let's pray together. God, thank you for the words written in this book. These words, these stories, thank you for these words that were written so that we may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, we will have life by the power of his name. Thank you that you shared those words with us. And I thank you for the people who shared them, that shared their stories, that shared their thoughts, that shared their uh, failings, that shared their hopes and dreams. God, 
um, the people who took a step and were vulnerable, uh, thank you for the stories they shared. God, you are so good. And I know that you are alive and well and present. I pray that we would be able to hear your voice and see when you are prompting us. And that we would be able to share the account of you moving in our lives with others so that they may believe because of our belief. Amen. I hope you guys have an incredible day.